Hello and welcome to Come Talk To Me, uh, our podcast about Princess Goes. I am one of your hosts, Kerry, also known as Peabody Freak, and I'm here with my co-host. Hi, this is Deborah, also known as Vicky Mom. Hello, Deborah. How are you today? I am spectacular. I am having the best week. Yes, I do believe you are having the best week because... You are down in a different state where you don't normally live, visiting family. And why is that? Yes, I am in Florida because my daughter just presented me with my very first grandson. So Yay! I'm very excited about that. <laughs> so it's been it's been a wonderful time. Congratulations. However, <laughs> as, a as, as a result of uh, awaiting the impending birth, I was not able to go along with you on the Vils tour. This so is you true. flew all the way over from England. I was mm -hmm. only a couple of states away, mm -hmm. but you were the one who made it. So yes. I need to hear all about what I missed. Oh, firstly, you were very, very missed. Um, it's a rare time when I go to a show and you're not there. Uh, so it was uh, like I had one of my limbs missing. Um, <laughs> so we missed you very, very much. Um, but yes, I travelled with um, a few different people at various points of the tour. And we went to see what we call the Vils um, yes. part of the tour, which was Asheville, Nashville and Louisville. And we, for good measure, decided to throw in a quick stopover at Knoxville as well, just for fun times. Um, but yeah, we went to the dates that were in the southern parts of the US on the 19th, 20th and 21st of January. And um, it was fabulous, as expected. Uh, but yeah, you were really missed. Um, but congratulations. It was a fabulous reason for you to miss, um, uh, miss the show. Although I don't know that I would have made the right, the same choice. I think I probably would have gone to the shows instead. But that's me. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, no, absolutely. I think if there's any reason for you to ever miss um, miss a tour, it's going to be the birth of your grandchild, your first grandchild, no less. So, yeah, yeah the next one, one I might just skip. You know, yeah, yeah, go to the yeah. Show. <laughs> excitement. Been there, done that, whatever. <laughs> But yeah, it was wonderful. Um, we were blessed with not only Princess Goes, but we had Peter also playing in the band that was the opener. Uh, his other band is called Exclamation Pony. Exclamation which, Pony. Yep. Which I had the uh, pleasure of seeing in Brooklyn last September. Yes. And uh, they were really good. They were a lot of fun. So I, I yeah. enjoyed that. So you were you were very lucky to have them as an opener because yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they were put on a great show. Yeah, they really did. Although I did feel sorry for Peter by the end of the tour, even though it was only three dates, he actually was doing six shows because he was performing twice each night. And I'm going to add on that he had to do the sound check, two sound checks every night, and then two shows. So technically, he was doing what could amount to four shows per day, for three <laughs> days in a row. So um, I suspect that by the time he got home, he might have had spaghetti arms. Um, <laughs> or Arnold Schwarzenegger arms. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger arms. Um, 
uh, either or. So I'd like uh, a health check with Peter uh, to see how he's doing after the talk. But it was fantastic to watch. Um, Exclamation Pony were brilliant every night. And um, the first night there were a few sound issues, but that might have just been from where I was stood right at the front, uh, because obviously sometimes when they do the, the sound checks, that's checking the sound from all over the areas of the venue. And sometimes when you're right at the front, that's not where it's really bouncing to when they're checking. So um, it may just have been where we were stood. But yeah, it was um, it was a really great, great lineup. I think they did about eight or nine songs, something like that each night and um i didn't realize that the lead singer of exclamation pony is from yorkshire he th that is the region of england that i live in <laughs> so it, it, when he opened his mouth and started saying something in the middle of you know just a, a bit of talk a bit of banter um between songs i was immediately like oh where is he from where where, where are you from and it turns out he is from <laughs> as we say my neck of the woods um oh in, wow in England. Okay. <laughs> so yes um <clears throat> i'm going to befriend that man i'm gonna find him no i think he lives in new york he's lived in new york for a long time because he's been in exclamation pony for maybe 14 years with peter um, yeah they've been doing it for a while i understand they're releasing an album sometime this spring oh you know more than me tell me more yeah peter told me uh i spoke to him about it last september after the brooklyn show and he said that Exclamation Pony uh, had signed with the same label as Princess. Ooh, and excellent. they were going to be releasing an album. Mm. So is that with... Sometime this spring. So is that with Saw Records and Indigoot is the management team, isn't it? Yes. Yes, yeah. I believe so. Oh, excellent. So we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. And we'll we'll update anybody with information when, as and when that comes in. Because I'm sure all the Princess fans will be eager to keep tab on tabs on what peter is doing so that's excellent so yeah um so we went down to uh asheville we arrived um i just threw myself completely into just describing the show there i'm sorry my brain just took us right back to the beginning where you said what happened in asheville so now we're now we're there um <laughs> so, so you were there in the sunny warm south yes this very sunny very warm south um that is completely incorrect for the <laughs> weather while we were there um i'm going to say it in english <laughs> temperature um but it was i think it was eight degrees when we arrived that's in english which i think is around 30 32 something like that no not it even was, that it was cold it was it was cold <laughs> and it got to um minus minus five you'll have to do the conversions people i'm sorry i don't know what that translates to in american um but i know that when we got to nashville tennessee that i know the temperature conversion there that was minus 13 which translated to minus uh, which translated to eight degrees in american and right. with a wind chill of minus 17 which translated to one degree in american <laughs> I have never been that cold in my entire life. Unless I go to the Arctic Circle, I don't think I ever will be again. <laughs> um, so I I, uh, I now fully appreciate thermal underwear and uh, all that jazz. Uh, anyway, yeah, so Asheville, we went down to Asheville the day before. And we went and did a little bit of sightseeing around the place. It's really beautiful. And it started snowing while we were there. We went up on the Blue Ridge 
mountains area to go and have a drive around but unfortunately they had closed all the roads there because they knew there was a storm front of snow coming in and it was going to be quite quick and they didn't want anyone to find themselves in danger so we ended up downtown went for some lovely food had a lovely wander around the shops and the stores and then just chilled out for the evening got ready for the next day um and then didn't do much else really there wasn't really much else we could do because of the snow but we prepared for the the show went down to the venue that was at the great eagle you had VIP entrance for that yes um and thankfully the venue has this kind of lobby area that they allowed us all to stand in before waiting to sign us in for the VIP experience so we didn't have to stand outside in the horrendous snow that was great and there were lots of familiar faces there I think Asheville seemed to be of all of the the dates that they were doing in the south that was the one where I knew the most people there were a lot of familiar faces uh, that all had come into the VIP uh, along with lots and lots of new people as well and we all kind of stood around for about half an hour waiting for them to check us all in and then once the guys were ready i think they had some kind of delay because there was a there was something in the sound check that they wanted to revisit Uh, so there was a little bit of a delay for us actually going into the vip but once we were in there it just moved really really um quickly which was nice um have we talked about how the vips worked in the past i don't think we have and i know that's a question that pops up every once in a while Mm, yeah i i do see questions every so often on the facebook group that david runs so i thought that might be an interesting topic for us just to hit up so we've both done vip before um and it normally is the tickets will be sold separately to the actual show tickets you'll buy your general admittance ticket and then at some later date if they're going to do vip they'll announce those tickets are going to go on sale and you buy it as an add-on so it's not all in one you have to have bought a general admittance ticket as well right uh yeah now Um, i was at the first vip they ever did so mm -hmm. i'm curious to see if they've you know updated it at all from that time because that was the first time it was sort of a a stumble through okay so yeah they i know there was one thing that was different but that was only because the posters that they were supposed to sign as part of that hadn't arrived from the merchandise right we we didn't get signed posters at ours because they weren't delivered in time by Mm. the merch company yeah so did you get given something else instead we did we got little um like little postcards that looked like it was it was the same picture as the poster but it was it was postcard mm. size and they signed those for us instead so okay. we, we got those and then uh later on those of us who were part of that vip did get posters in the mail mm-hmm. but they weren't they weren't signed uh probably because the cards had been signed by them at the right. actual so we already had yeah yeah okay so yeah when we arrived and they signed us in they took us directly into the uh, the performance space uh, where you chose a, a spot at the stage front row or wherever it is you wanted to stand uh, whatever your preference was and then the guys came out after about five minutes came onto the stage and they performed a song acoustically uh, that has changed from show to show i think i know that 
the one that you what did they perform at the one that when, you went to? at the one i was at they played land of make pretend which mm -hmm. is an unreleased song uh which i first heard back in april of 2019 yeah. and i've heard different versions of it over the years but this uh this uh, that was what they performed and they performed it with um mike singing mm -hmm. uh of course uh matt was on an acoustic guitar yeah and uh peter played the thighs he he's there and he, he played drum on his own thighs so he yes. probably was bruised by the end of this <laughs> so this one uh, on this tour they chose floating as the acoustic song uh, ah was... so that's the last song from the latest album yes um and it was absolutely beautiful and again mike on vocals uh, Matt was on acoustic guitar and Peter was on the thighs. Um, however, one of the shows, I can't remember which one, they swapped it out and instead of him using his thighs, Peter was sitting on one of those wooden acoustic boxes. Uh, there's a, they are oh, an actual right. instrument. I can't remember what they're, they're called. They are, little... I can't remember what they're called either. Yeah. Yeah. So he played on one of those instead of the thighs. I don't know whether that was a, what, just one or two of them, but but he definitely played the thighs on some of them. Um, I'm tempted to say Asheville and Louisville, he played the thighs and maybe in Nashville, he did the box. I can't, I can't, I may be wrong. Somebody out there is screaming at me, listening to this going, no, it was this way. Um, I can't remember. Um, so yeah, they, they, they did that. And Peter was singing the backing vocal harmonies and it was oh, glorious. Very nice. It was so, it, I like to describe um, harmonies as ringing when they just hit that sweet spot uh, and they were definitely ringing. It was, it was beautiful. And it's so rare to hear Peter singing, actually. He does backing vocals a lot, but people don't realise it. He's always just got, he's usually got a microphone on while he's playing the drums. Uh, but yeah, you could really hear him properly during the acoustic and it was beautiful. Right, um, I've heard Peter singing before from uh, previous things that mm. he's done on his own or you know mm. before the band formed yeah and he does he has a lovely a lovely voice very sweet he does he does so yeah they they performed that and then their road manager dan who we'll talk about a little bit later um gets everybody once they've done the performance he gets everybody to form a separate line like a queue and um do Americans use the word queue or line? This we has usually, been a debate over the last We usually of say line, but we, we have picked up the word queue from you guys, but it, yeah. it, it, it was not a it was not a typical phrase. It's just like peckish. We've we've adopted that in the past twenty years. That wasn't an American term. I'm usually peckish. <laughs> so we usually were just hungry but now we get peckish too yes <laughs> uh, and now and now we occasionally queue up when we always used to just line up yeah because while i was there i kept people kept saying to me oh i'm going to join this queue like a british person and i was like i don't understand why that's a different thing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah okay so you guys say line more often and we say queue okay that's fine. right okay so Dan made us line up and um, we all stood to one side of the venue and each person individually goes over to the the band and hands his or her phone or camera, whatever your 
mode of choices to Dan and Dan will take all of the pictures for you and he'll take several of them so that you've got a nice variety to choose from. It doesn't just go boom, one, then go. And and you got, you but have that opportunity- should change. We, we only got a boom one in, in Brooklyn. Oh. Yeah, and now he does like a little mini photo shoot um, and, and kind of does it from all different angles and above. And I remember being at one of them in the UK. Uh, Matt will probably beat me up for saying this, um, but one of the <laughs> at one of the VIPs, I went up for my photograph and Matt stopped the proceedings and said to Dan, can you start taking them from slightly higher up, looking down on us? And Dan was like, why? And Matt said, well, we're all of a certain age and it makes us look better. <laughs> So when you get your pictures now from those venues uh, at the VIPs, you will notice that they are all, not not every single one of them, but he does do it from a certain angle for certain of them. And that's because Matt uh, feels, and I agree, that we all look better slightly uh, at a slight angle. <laughs> so yeah, they, um, they do photographs with everyone. And you also get a, a minute or a minute or two, a few, few minutes to stand there and have a conversation with them. You're, you know you don't have to just go hi bye it's not like when you're at any of i don't know if anyone's ever been to a comic con or conventions all of that kind of stuff when you pay for the photo ops you literally are hi bye they they push you out the door before before the flash has gone off the camera yeah yeah exactly and uh, princess don't do that they actually allow you to interact with the guys properly and have a conversation with them and it's a reasonably private conversation as well because everybody else is stood a reasonable distance away so you can't hear what the people are saying uh, unless they want you to and they're blaring it out and um yeah so you have a private little moment with them yourself you have your pictures and then you move off to the side and it's the next person's uh, chance and then once they've gotten through all of those people, which is usually around 30 people, just because they're doing small venues and time management wise, getting through 30 people takes a lot longer than you think it would. Um, yeah, I would think that it takes at least 45 minutes. Yeah, at least, at least. So they, they have a, a finite amount of time between their sound check and the doors opening to the public. And so they have to stick to a, a certain speed with everyone, but they keep it down to 30-ish people. And then that makes sure that everybody gets a reasonable amount of time and then they they, they move on. Um, yeah, so that's the VIP experience. And then you obviously, you can collect your poster, which has already been pre-signed at the merchandise desk, either before the show or after it. And I would advise most people, if you ever do go into the VIP, get the poster afterwards. They've got your name. You can go and collect it. Nobody else is allowed to buy it or take it. And it means that you're not crumpling it up while you're watching the show and you can then take it home nicely in one piece. Um, uh, But yeah, it's a a really great experience and um, it's not, it's, it's not guaranteed that they're going to do them for every show forever, but while they are doing them, they are fantastic. But yeah, so we, we did the VIPs. Um, did we talk about why they do VIPs? Is that worth us talking to? Uh, we, as far as I know, I have not discussed why they do them. Mm. So they used to just come out and say hi to everybody before the shows and after the shows. And they still do that every so often when they get a chance. None of them are against meeting and seeing people outside of the shows. However, there have been some security problems Um with Mike, um, there was a particular instance on the 
the last US tour that they did. I can't it remember was, which show it was at, but it was in Raleigh, North Carolina. Was it, was it Raleigh? Um, where somebody had brought a baseball bat for him to sign. And obviously, Mike doesn't sign weapons anymore. That was part of his Dexter thing, and he doesn't really do that anymore. And plus, baseball bats don't really have anything to do with Dexter either. So we didn't he didn't understand what the 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 thought process was behind the bat and so had said no I don't really want to sign the baseball bat and things turned sour let's say and the person who wanted the bat signing got very angry about that and there was a lot of um not how do I how do I say not not a lot of um there was a security issue and um I think the thought process is that they wouldn't really want to put Mike in that kind of situation again and so the VIPs have become a controlled environment where he can get to say hello to people safely for everybody and it also limits the amount of um exposure he's getting to people in terms of his health because obviously since the pandemic happened they have to be careful when they're traveling on on tours um so i think that also is a big help right and also when they used to do the shows usually they all be one-offs so they would do a show you know one show in april and then they wouldn't do another show till june yeah so it wasn't that he had to also worry about over extending his vocal capabilities so if you're talking a lot to a lot of people especially if you're in a noisy environment where you have to raise your voice when you're talking to people and yeah. then doing that night after night, plus doing your show, plus doing your sound check, and then having another show the next day and the next day and the next day. It's, yeah. It really puts a strain on the vocal cords. So, yeah. I mean, you'll find a lot of actors and singers who are in that will really limit the amount of time that they spend talking or using their voice outside of the shows. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yes, yeah, there's lots of different reasons why they have opted to start doing the VIPs. Um, but anyone who's in, been into them will definitely agree that they are worth it. If you get a chance to do it, highly recommend. Uh, so, yeah, that's how the VIPs work and why they work. And so other than that, then they go off. Once they've done the VIP experience, they will go off and the main doors will open and the general public will not the general public, but the general admittance ticket holders will come in and they'll all take their places and the place will start to fill up. And then the opening act will come on and that was Exclamation Pony, as I said before, and they were fantastic. But we already covered that a little bit, but yeah, they were fantastic again. They did about eight songs. I will try and see if I can get a set list. I took a photograph of the set list somewhere that they did and I will post that on the Instagram maybe. And then Princess came on and I do have a set list somewhere. I've left it in the other room. Uh, I've seen that on uh, I've seen that on Facebook. Yeah. So they've covered I think there's about six songs from the new album in there um, that include Beja. I have to reel them all off the top of my head. If you want to give me a minute, I'll go find it. Go for it. One of us has just magically run out of the room and got the sound check. Not the sound check, the sound list. Oh my God, I don't even remember the name of it. The set list. It's a set list. <laughs> That's what we call it in America, set list. I've eaten too much chocolate today. No, I haven't. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've got the set list. Uh, 
and it we had the same set list for all three shows and they were bombed out sites where Mike now comes on. I do we do I want to describe the whole show? Because people can see them online. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But Mike opens the show with Bombed Out Sights. And from the new album, they're currently performing Let It Go, Blur, Glasswing, Beja, Jetpack, Come of Age. Yeah, everything yeah, everything else is on the either the EPs or the the EP or the previous album. Thanks for coming. So we've got six songs from the um the current album and they have they have started doing something a little bit special on some of the shows which i'm going to show deborah this but you can't see it sorry but i will describe what it is you can hear it that ah. is the set list so that's the set list from one of the shows it isn't from the actual stage what they do is they don't hand those out now uh, because they need them but every so often they will they will take a load, they will sign them, and then they will put them on the merch uh, stand for people to buy. Uh, so there are a few out there of each one. Um, and I've managed to get one, and I'm going to pin it up in this little room that I'm sat in uh, at some point. So, yeah, that's the set list. Let me just move that out of the way. Um, and we so we got the same set list every night on this particular part of the tour. But the, that set list does change. They add in some here and there and remove others as and when they feel like putting them back into rotation what's your favorite one that you always look forward to them performing at live shows offering yes is uh really really gets my heart beating when they goes they they opened a lot of shows with that in uh the early days yeah and, yeah they did uh, yeah but I, and i think they used to call it intro but yeah the it was called intro, and then I think there was a period of time where it might have been called Your Welcome. Yes, that was right. It was Your Welcome for a while, mm. and now and now it's uh, Offering. But it's the it's basically the same song. Gathering. Am I allowed to sing that without getting sued? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it in. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's something about that how that song just builds and builds and builds, and it, mm. it's. Uh, that one I'd love. And of course, if they ever play Land of Make Pretend, I'm always very excited because that's my favorite unreleased song. Yeah. But uh, I always I always love Let It Go. And I think that harks back to the first UK tour they did. That was the first time they ever played Let It Go. Uh, anyway, that was the first time we'd ever heard it was when they did it that first night on the, the stage at the Thekla. Um I'm saying that with that's not a speech impediment. That's the venue name is Thekla, uh, <laughs> and they 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 played it on the stage that night, and I just went wild. And every night that's on that tour, that ended up being the one I was looking forward to them performing the most each night. So when I think back to that tour, or any time I hear that song, I immediately am taken back to that tour, and it just evokes just these wonderful memories and emotions from me so i just absolutely love that song live and yeah. i think beja really has become a firm oh. favorite of mine live as well um yeah that's beja, a beautiful song yeah a the song is beautiful and b i absolutely love beja the person and uh, that that uh she opened for them on. the this last UK tour and the and the UK tour before that, right? Yeah, yeah. Just in case anybody doesn't know who Beja Flo is, she's a British artist that they had 
supporting on the two British shows that they've had. Um, and she is an absolute treasure and delight. And she's one of those people that I met and I instantly fell in love with. Uh, there were there were a few of us that were travelling on that tour. Myself, uh, another lady called Deborah, not you, uh, Eng- English Deborah. English Deborah, right. English Deborah, even though she's actually from Ireland, but we still refer to her as English Deborah. Um, Debo. Hi, hi Debo. Hi, Debo. Yeah. And the other female that was travelling that tour was Beja. And we we just fell in love with each other. So I love Beja. Hopefully we'll get her to come on this show at some point in the future. I'm going to ask her at some point and see what she says. Oh, that would be great. Fingers crossed. Um, but one day you may have her in the US because I know Peter was telling me that they are trying to get her over to the US to come and open for one or two of the shows there if they can make it work. Uh, oh, so hopefully. That would be great. Yeah, hopefully that will happen. So, yes, that is what they did for the live shows. They were absolutely fantastic. Asheville was the first night of the tour and the atmosphere was just brilliant. And there was a funny moment where I think it was in the VIP, some guy at the back of the venue shouted really loudly, Michael, we'll give you $500 if you come to our hotel and bar after the show. Oh, (laughs) sorry, $500 worth of beer. (laughs) That is a lot of beer. (laughs) Who knows whether they they went or not? I don't know. (laughs) I'll I'll have to find out. But yeah. So they they did that. It was a fantastic, fantastic show. And thankfully, when we came out of the venue, it wasn't snowing anymore. Um, but yeah, we um, we then did you went get back. a? Oh, sorry, I was just going to ask you while you were at the show. Did you get a chance to chat with any of the other fans that were there? Yes, I did. Thank you for asking. I almost forgot. How could I forget? I actually have interviewed fans across all of the different venues. So what I thought I would do is play you some of them. Do you want to hear some of them? I would love to hear some of them. Excellent. Let me set myself up for one second. Um, I got a few different little short ones in Asheville. I interviewed a girl called Lucy and I managed to catch her after the show as well. She'd also been in the VIP. So it was a very quick interview at the beginning before she went in. And then I found her afterwards and caught her reaction to everything so i'll play those for you now i i actually have chatted with lucy online and i think this was her first show ever yes first princess show ever it wasn't even her first princess show ever it was her first show ever so she'd never been to see a live band before ever oh Um, so for her first show to be princess that that and i think as far as i'm aware afterwards she was treated just amazingly by everybody and she just had a, a fantastic time so i'm so thankful that that was her first live show experience um so shout out to lucy woo, woo. Um, hey lucy hi right i'm gonna play this now here we go hi what's your name hi i'm lucy Conway. is this the first time that you have been to see the band play live it is it's a dream come true that's excellent. What song are you most looking forward to hearing them play tonight? I have so many favourites. Come of Age would be one. Eden Eraser, Let It Go. So how far have you travelled to come and see the show today? I'm coming from Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville, South Carolina. 
and um, what was the weather like coming in because it's obviously been storm weather hasn't it it was suspenseful I just made the plunge and started driving and saw some snow but it wasn't too bad yeah um, so you're going into the VIP experience tonight have you ever done that in any other bands or no, is this the first time I've never gone to see any other band Princess Goes is it for me yeah so I'll have to grab you later to find out what your experience of the VIP was Please so we can do. add that on as well at the end that'd be great but thank you for talking to me of course thank you it was very short and very sweet, but she was yeah. just absolutely adorable. So do you want to hear what she said when she came out of the show? Yeah. So she was like, oh, that sucked. It was a terrible. Yeah. Thing. She thought it was <laughs> terrible. Just the worst. Right. Let me let me get that going. Lucy, how was the show? Now that you've been to see them the first time live, tell me amazing. your story. Unbelievable and too quick. It was very quick. And I noticed that Mike took your phone for the piece where he was filming, but you weren't recording at the time yeah. when he took the phone, so there isn't any footage. However, I did film it. So Thank you, because that's going to be a regret of mine forever. <laughs> no, but that regret aside, how was the show? It was amazing. What was your favourite part? I just loved all of it. Like, every song pumped me up. It, seeing the guys get into it, it was just amazing. How was Nevertheless? That was the one you were waiting for, wasn't yes, it? Yes, that How was, was that? good. And Cruel World? Great. Cruel World was amazing. And Vicious. Yes. Oh, I'm glad they did that. They haven't done that for a little while, I think. And Tamara Screens was in there? Yes. And they, I think, did you call them beforehand and tell them, these are the songs I want you to do? And then they added it into the playlist. Yes. I've had many of the dreams of them ever since <laughs> I bought my tickets. <laughs> Oh, how was the VIP? It was amazing. You did the it was surreal. Before. I was kind of speechless, but they were so genuine yeah. and thoughtful, and they yeah. give really great hugs. They do. They do give really. That was hugs. a neat experience. I would recommend it. Yeah. And act fast if you're going to do VIP. Yes. God, yeah. They sell like within ten minutes. They're, they're all gone. Yeah. But, oh, thank you for talking to me today. Thank you for and, letting uh, me. I'm it's so, so glad great you to got meet your, you too. Your first experience. Yes. I'm yes. glad it went well. Thank Recorded you. forever. <laughs> um, You'll have to come again so that you can waft your camera around and be yes. filming when he takes yes. it. Yes. Always you. So lucky. Uh, uh, the advice I'm going to give to everyone, I may as well leave this bit in here, is that he always does that during Eat and Eraser. So always be recording on that song. And don't try to save your battery. It's worth it. <laughs> he takes your phone. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. That was Lucy. Could you hear all of that properly? I could. Yes. yes. So she was chosen by Mike to be the person whose phone he stole and filmed around the stage during Eat and Eraser. And she yeah. wasn't recording when he took the phone. So he's <laughs> the phone around filming all this stuff, but he wasn't actually filming anything. Uh, so she was absolutely gutted. But thankfully, I had been filming a few steps away from her. So I had filmed him doing that with her camera. And I'd actually turned my camera on her and caught her reaction when he took the phone. So right. I, thankfully I sent that to her. So she has got footage from, from that <laughs> moment, but bless her. Um, it was a first show. I th think she just was so excited by everything and she was just really sweet and lovely. And I was really happy to meet her. Um, I also talked to a lady called Lily, who it was a return show for her because she'd had a mishap with the VIP at the show that she had previously gone to where there was she didn't explain it in this she, we touch on it but she didn't explain it in this but there was an error with the time 
that she was told that the VIP was going to start. So she actually arrived an hour later and oh, no. obviously wasn't able to do the VIP. So the guys arranged for her to come again um, to do the VIP at a separate show. And this was the show that she was going to do it at. Well, so that was very kind of them. Yeah, really kind of them. Um, I, I know a lot most of fans band. would have been, you snooze, you lose. Yeah, yeah. you snooze, you lose. Uh, but no, our guys are wonderful. So... I won't say that too often. I'll give them all a big head, but they're, they're good. <laughs> they're good guys. So they allowed her to come back in and uh, do a separate show with a, an extra VIP. Uh, so this is Lily. Um, she didn't tell me her surname, but L Lily, here we go. Hi, what Hello. is your name? My name is Lily. And where are you from? Uh, I am from Atlanta, Georgia. Ah, so you've traveled quite a long way. How was the weather coming in today? It was very snowy. Yes, very, very snowy. <laughs> yes. So is this the first time that you've seen them play live? No, this is not the first time. Ah, how many times have you seen them before? So I've only seen them one other time and we're here for a special occasion. Oh, so. what is your special occasion? Um, I did mess up and miss the VIP last time um, and the band was so amazing. They're like, we'll just do it the next time oh, when I come here. So. That is amazing. Um, are you the person I heard a rumour that they, Mike had done a shout out on one of the live shows? So what, what happened there? So he did. Um, my boyfriend held a sign behind me saying, please shout her out. And they knew that I was upset about the VIPs. So he was like, Lily, this song is for you. I want to give a shout out. Um, here you go. And he sung a song. I think he sung Saving Grace. I don't know. Oh. And it was beautiful. And I loved it. Beautiful. So what is your, what, what song are you most looking forward to them playing tonight? Probably Saving Grace just because of that. Um, or Cruel World if they do because that was one of my favorites. That's a really good one. The first one that I ever heard. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for talking to me. And um, we're in the oh, we are in the VIP experience at the moment. So this is your first VIP. First one. So if I manage to grab you at the end of the show, if we actually do find each other after a car, I'll, I'll ask you what your experience was yeah, after that. Fine. So I'd love that. yeah, wonderful. Thank you for talking welcome. to me. Bye. So that was uh, Lily. I never did find her after the show, so I don't know how her VIP experience went. I, I was in there myself and I did see her in there. She looked like she was having a wonderful time, but I didn't get to speak to her afterwards. Um, well, if Lily is uh, listening to this, get in touch. Yes. And let us know how it went. Yes. Send us in a voice memo to the Instagram account and we can um, we can include it in however your VIP experience turned out in the end. Um, I also did bump into another fan in Asheville who seemed to forget his own name um but i will um i'll play that one for you now um i think some people might recognize this voice because i think he's quite a well-known fan um but let me see what you think let's see if you know who this is so what is your name and where have you come from i'm still trying to figure that out myself as soon as i figure it out okay I'll let you know. is this the first time you've come to see princess goes play live no no i've uh i've been seeing them since the beginning actually really so you're like a super fan i am i'm an og super fan so what is the song that you look forward to hearing them play the most when you go to see them Probably Columbus was a dick. Oh, Probably that is a good song. one. A good that's one. A good one. And who is your favorite band member and why? Oh, that's tough. That's really tough. I mean, I love all of them. I would have to say, why are you saying Michael under your breath? What are you doing? Or are you saying me? Like I'm supposed to say me or I'm supposed to say you? Yeah. You. Me. 
Are you in the band? I'm the lightly tanned backing vocalist. Uh, oh dear. Oh <laughs> no. dear. Who is your favourite band member and why? I'll cut the rest I of it. I wish I knew. <laughs> I wish I knew. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know about this. Look at Peter over there. He's so, he's so comfortable right now. He is. Yeah. He's got a Topo Chico. He's just Mr. Mr. Comfort. And then we went off on a tangent then the rest of it was not interview worthy. Um, <laughs> well, that was obviously Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, he's a super fan of the band. Um, he's also very silly. <laughs> yes, uh, I was very confused as to why he was going, why are, you, why are you saying Michael underneath your breath? Because I wasn't saying Michael, but I was pointing at me. So <laughs> I think he was reading my lips and thinking me was Mike. Right. <laughs> so, but um, I was only pointing at me to be sarcastic because I go everywhere that the band is and I may as well be a member of the band. Um, <laughs> and there is a, a long-standing old joke from uh, the pandemic. I think it was mid-pandemic. Oh, it was pan- oh yeah, remember that, the pandemic. Uh, uh, ask me anything on yes. Reddit. On on Reddit, um, I asked them if they needed, by chance, a, uh, an English lightly tanned backing vocalist. And um, Mike had replied to me saying, not at the moment, thank you. And then half an hour later, after the, the, the conversation was almost over, he swung back in, went to my question and said, now we do. So technically, <laughs> technically I think I'm still in the band um, because they've never fired me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I am the lightly tanned backing vocalist, in case anybody is wondering. Um, but yeah, so that was everybody I chatted to in Asheville. And it was really, really lovely catching up with everybody there. It was a, a great kickoff to the tour. And I think everyone had a wonderful time. Uh, so so from on. Nashville, the next show was at Nashville? Nashville, just to confuse everybody. Nashville, if you're Tennessee. Not- listening carefully to where we were we started in Asheville North Carolina and we moved to Nashville Tennessee and it was freezing cold (laughs) the coldest I've ever been that I told you about the temperatures earlier Uh, we didn't get a chance really to see anything really of Nashville we were hosted by a lovely fan who is a listener Um, so I'm going to give her a shout out because she she really looked after us and that was april clark uh she oh april's to, a sweetheart she really really is and i've, I've uh, met her in new york a few times yeah me too and she is really really sweet she's lovely so if anybody is looking for a lovely fan to make friends with april is your girl um she was in nashville and we didn't have a hotel room or anything so she allowed us to get ready at her hotel room with her and everything and we hung out for the afternoon and it was really really nice so thank you very much uh, an absolute shout out to you and uh, so we went to the show we we met with one of our other friends who we've never met in real life before but that we've become friends with via matt um this other person is a blondie fan who matt uh, had come to know over the years and he's found princess through that route and uh he's become a real really big fan of the band and he and his husband jeff now travel and go and see them everywhere so i managed to catch up with jim before we went into the show um it's a slightly longer interview it's about four minutes but would you like to hear it i would very much like to hear it here we go here's jim 
So, hi, what is your name and where are you from? Uh, my name is Jim and I am from just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, in a little town called Dallas, Georgia. So, have you flown in today to the show? We're in Nashville today. So, have you flown in? Uh, no, actually, we drove up last night. It's about a four hour drive, so oh. it wasn't too bad. Nice, nice. Are you enjoying the freezing cold weather in Nashville? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same, same. Uh, so, is this the first time you have been to see Princess Girls play live? Uh, no, this is not. This will actually be my third show. Oh, yes. where have you seen them before? Uh, two times in Atlanta previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and how was your experience seeing them before? Have you, do you have any standout memories of particular things that were that um, kind of stuck with you? Yeah, a couple shows? of things. Uh, one, just the, the show in general was great. It was, you know, Entertaining, flawless. Michael was great. Peter was great. Matt, of course, was great. Um, you know, and I had really close, you know, uh, standing room to the stage at both shows, and and I was right at the stage actually. And um, no, I, that part was great. And then after the show, the first show in Atlanta, uh, Matt actually came out and chatted for a while, oh, nice. which was which was a lot of fun. Um, I've chatted with him via Facebook and stuff like that for a while, but that was the first time we actually met. So. I heard a rumor that you were blessed with Matt's set list from one of the shows because he never gives them out. It's impossible to get Matt's set list, so I believe you have one. I do have one. It's uh, it's framed at home. It's got all the uh, the duct tape and the footsteps and the wrinkles and the tears in it. It's awesome. Nice, a proper authentic set list. So, what songs? What song or songs do you look forward to seeing them perform live? Which ones have stood out for you? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I really like "Let It Go" from the new album. Yes. Um, I really like that a lot. And they played that. Um, at the very first show I went to, um, which was a couple years ago, I guess they were kind of honing the new material at that time. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Jetpack is good, uh, Blur is good, but I have to say, uh, the new album, I'm really looking forward to uh, um, Beja. Yes. That's a great That's song. a great, great song. Well, hopefully, oh, you're, are you going into the VIP experience today? I am, and this will be the, the second time I've done that as well. Oh, uh, so what's that experience been like for you? Um, really, it's, I hate this word, but it's really surreal because yeah. I have followed Matt actually since he joined Blondie back in the mid-2000s, yes. like around 2006, because I'm a humongous Blondie fan. Yeah. And that's, um, actually the first time I met Matt was in uh, Chicago at a Blondie show. They oh. were doing a, so- a soundstage show. I totally forgot about that, but it was just for mere seconds as he was walking out the door. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, I, you know, having, you know, getting a chance to actually talk to him, get a picture with him, meeting Mike, meeting Peter for the first time. I had not met either one of them. Um, my, my husband over here, he is a real big Michael fan from Six Feet Under and Dexter and so when I turned him on to this band he was like really who's the lead singer and I thought yeah "Yeah, that's that's who it is and so he's kind of gotten into that I think that was a thrill for him to actually meet Mike for the first time Um, you know neither one of us geeked out or anything like that but it was it was it was was very memorable so you got your husband Jeff into the band um, by the sneaking in the back door of the Dexter and Michael Seahall link. 
I did. Which then gives you permission to come and go as you please, come yes. to see them play live. Yes, yes, that was kind of covert, but yes, it did happen. So. Excellent. That's a very clever way to do it. Well, thank you very much for speaking with me today, and hopefully the show that you're about to go and see is as fantastic as always. Yes, thank you. Thank and you. And it's a joy to meet you for the first time, too. Yes, and you. We're looking forward to hanging out with you yes. for the rest of the evening. Same thank here. you. So there, that was, that, was, that was Jim. I thought that, that was a really good interview, and, it, and it's interesting because usually people who say they've come into the group, I'm going to say... 90 times out of 100, they're going to say they came because they heard Mike was in it. And they either know Mike from Six Feet Under or Dexter or from Hedwig or from Lazarus. So it's something like that where they've seen him perform somewhere as an actor. Mm -hmm. And it's really refreshing to see the Blondie people are coming in now. And, 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 and we've seen several of them now coming in yeah. that they started out as Blondie fans and know Matt and they've been coming that way. And um, I think we've also had a couple who have come in who knew Peter before yeah. from uh, Morningwood mm. or um, Wallflowers. The Wallflowers. Yes. Um, yeah. There's people that are finding them, through the wallflowers through Morningwood, through blondie and i dare say i even know some people who came in through mike so to speak um and fell in love with the other two band members like yes mm-hmm. uh and it's it's heartwarming to see now actually because there was a period of time where it was very very dexter fan heavy and while nobody minds dexter fans we're all dexter fans deep down there was a lot of people shouting dexter stuff during the shows and not really concentrating on why everybody was there so it's really nice to actually see that the fan base has solidified now and all of those people are there because they enjoy the music and they enjoy right. the live shows and they enjoy all of the band members and uh yeah i really love that so yeah that's our live show experiences so far up to that point um from there i moved on to louisville i was actually traveling with a couple of people as well and i realized that by the time i had gone through all of these different venues and started interviewing lots of strangers i had never interviewed both of the people who were with me who were also fans and were traveling so so you went to louisville kentucky yes so this was a three-state tour yes um we spent not very much time in louisville really because we had some travel problems on the way there in the middle of the night we did our travel overnight and uh, we got stuck on the highway for several hours while there was a huge accident and we had to wait for the air ambulances to come and and give out some life-saving treatments to oh, whoever was involved in that yeah so we were trapped for quite a while on the highway uh so we didn't reach louisville till the next day at like 5 30 a.m so we slept for most of the next day until it was time for us to get ready and, and go out to the show again but we got to see everything that we that we went there to see we got some great food we met some really great people and um we had a wonderful time i actually just also want to give a, a brief shout out to somebody else that i had a conversation with in the venue uh, there was a lady called karen who um was on the front row with us and we chatted to for quite a while and she's currently going through cancer treatments and uh, so i just wanted to give her a shout out and say good luck with all of your treatments and i hope they're really going well um she was really lovely i think she was there with her daughter 
I think it was their daughter, um, and and they had a fantastic time as well. Uh, so I just wanted to shout them out. So um, good luck to you, Karen. Yes, yes, and we send you love and uh, healing thoughts. Um, so yeah, uh, the two people I travelled with on the tour, who I love dearly, um, are Laurie and Callie. So I sat down with each of them when we got to the venues and got their thoughts on the shows that they were about to see or have seen in the past. So here we go. Here, here's Callie. What's your name? Hi, my name is Callie Fleece. And where are you from? I am from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Have you ever been to see the guys play live before? I have. This is my fourth show, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. What has been your experience? What, what is the most memorable experience of their live shows that you've had up to this point? And oh, where gosh. have you seen them play? Oh, gosh. So the first one I saw um, in New York, mm -hmm. and it was in 2022 in May. And that was my first time, so that was a really big deal. Okay. But I would say the most memorable one was probably the Raleigh show last year. Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, yeah. North Carolina, yeah. So I was standing on the front row, and lots of people were filming, and uh, Mike grabbed my phone and oh. recorded everybody on stage, and that was a huge surprise. So I fun. think you are one of the blessed few that he has done that to. I, <laughs> did, feel, awesome. I did feel very blessed that day. Uh, I was ecstatic <laughs> for at least the next 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And... What is the uh, what is the song that you love seeing them play live? The one that you look forward to the most? I really am a nevertheless girl. Mm, yes, I know it's not a popular answer. I feel like, but no, I... that's a song that when I first heard it, kind of was it kind of came from a bit left field, and then just grew and grew and grew on me. Actually, became one of my favorites. So is yeah. that is that the same for you? It, it has been. It was one of my favorites from the very beginning, and every time I listen to it. it pulls me in again and has yeah. some sort of connection with me somehow. Mm. Ah, so hopefully they'll have it in the set list this evening. So you're going to go into the VIP experience now. Have you done the VIP experience with them before? I have. Oh. I attended last September in Brooklyn. Okay, how did that go? It was great. It was very exciting. It was an outdoor venue and the sun was setting and everybody was really happy to be there and it was mm. basically just bliss. Oh, that sounds really nice. Well, I'm going to let you go into the VIP now and you're going to... I can actually see the band across the hall from where we're stood mm. now talking to some of the fans. Um, I'll let you go in there and have fun. Thank you for talking Thank to me. Thank you so much. So that was Callie. Um, yeah, Callie. Callie's a sweetheart. I met her in New York and uh, we yeah. went to the... We uh, shared time at the Brooklyn show together as well. And yeah. uh, that's one of the and, things about and this rally. Uh, band and in rally. And, uh, but one of the things about this band is that I feel like it's brought so many people together in friendship that we've, yeah. we've gotten these relationships with people we never ever would have met otherwise i mean not the least you and i yeah, you know, two, yeah. Different, we, two different continents two different uh, continents two different generations we just would never have crossed path in a million years absolutely. and here we are here we are and I, I honestly i can say that some of the people that i've met through this band i can't imagine not knowing for the rest of my life yes i, I genuinely have proper deep relationships with with some of these people that we've met through this band and i will forever be grateful to them for that 
even if the music turns trash, which I, <laughs> I, I which highly I doubt. unlikely. <laughs> yeah, I find quite unlikely as well. Um, even if, if the band falls away and they go on and do different projects, which I hope for them they do because they, they really want to, but I hope is very, very distant in the future or never happens because obviously I want them to carry on um, doing this with us forever. Um, but even if, if that that does happen further down the line, I can't imagine that we all won't still be friends because yeah, we've, because we've the found... relationships have gotten deeper yeah. than just the show than just the yeah, band. absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, it just has a it's just been a really wonderful ride, and I and I see constantly people writing in David's Facebook group that they're going to go to the show alone or they're worried about going to the show alone and want advice. I can honestly say I went to my first shows alone. I think all of us that have become friends went alone. None of us knew each yeah. other beforehand and none right. of us knew and anyone. We've gotten some very, very tight groups that now yeah. there's, there's yeah. A, a group that's all around the New York area, which I, yeah. you know, and I see these people all the time now that we go out and do other things besides yeah. princess shows. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We all, we all go and do all kinds of things outside of just seeing princess. So um, please, if you're thinking about going to the shows, but you're worried that you're going alone, speak out. And I'm sure that somebody will meet you at those shows and you'll have a wonderful time and you'll probably come out with it with a really great friendship with someone. I, I can't. Yeah. The princess fans have been some of the kindest people I've met. And uh, I think it's part of the thing is the band is just the very sweet, very kind people. And it kind of stems yeah. down that it's uh, the same sort of people are following them for the most part. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree. I would definitely say that that's true. Um, so I've got one final um, person that I spoke to and she definitely falls into the category of people I can't imagine not being in my life moving forward. Um, uh, this must be Laurie. This must be Laurie. Uh, it is. Uh, it's a short and sweet, um, but this is Laurie. I interviewed her in Louisville, but she actually did all of the shows <laughs> with me and half of the driving. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, hi, what's your name? My name is Laurie. And where have you come from today, Laurie? I have come from Florida. Is this the first time you've been to see Princess play live? It is not. It is my eighth show. Oh, wow. Where have you seen them before? I've seen them in New York mm -hmm. and... Um, Savannah, Atlanta, mm -hmm. and then the last three, uh, Asheville, Nashville, and Louisville. The Vills. The, the Vills tour. Yes. So, how have you found the experience of going to see them live? It is absolutely, it's, it's astounding. It's astounding. The, the show that they put on is just, it's, it's great. And then the people around that you meet, um, the other fans, they're just, they're, you know, they, they're come with open arms. So, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, I've, I've really found that. They have some really, really wonderful fans all over the, the all the different countries that yes. I've been to. Certainly, they have lots and lots of um, lovely fans. Yes. Um, what song do you look forward to seeing them perform each time you go to the show? Is it different, or is, is it? It's the same now. It's offering. Offering oh, is yeah. my favorite live song. Mm -hmm. And what has been your most memorable experience of going to the live shows so far? just meeting the fans and meeting this 
lovely, lovely girl from from England named Carrie, <laughs> and, and forming a friendship with her and all the friendships that I have formed with with just all the fans. Oh, so. that's so sweet. But it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you today. Thank you, Thank you. for t- speaking for me. Um, I just said that completely wrong. Thank you for speaking to me. There you we are go. You're very welcome. Thank you. So yeah, that was Laurie, and she just echoed exactly what we have just said. <laughs> Uh, that she has got friendships out of it and meeting the fans and meeting the band. Um, you can't really top that, can you? It's it's something to be treasured and I think it's something the, the guys in the band should be really proud of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that our live show experience uh, that we've, we've talked through. We've talked about why the band do the VIPs now and I, there was another another topic that I keep seeing that comes up for debate in in the Facebook group where people have different opinions on whether you should film the live shows or not. What is your thought on it? And then I'll tell you what conversation I've had with the band on it. Okay. Well, I've been filming from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And back when I started filming back in uh, April of 2019, mm-hmm. I think we mentioned this once before. I think I may have been the first person to basically film an entire show and put that whole thing up on Facebook. I did actually speak uh, to Mike after that show and ask him Mm -hmm. if that was okay to do. And he was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And at that point, it was the only way to really hear the music because they didn't release their EP until... What was it, February or something of of 2020? April 2020. April 2020. And then the album came out the year after? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The album album landed in the December of 2020 and the EP had landed in the April. But that was, they they started doing shows in September 2018. So it was almost two years before an album dropped. And the EP was only six of their songs live. Right, and they had not released anything out on Spotify or anything else. There was no other way to hear the music. Um, But I've, I'm a short person, so (laughs) I'm I'm barely five four. So I always try to be up towards the front, because and I'm always very conscious of trying not to block other people's view because. I hate the fact that my view yeah. gets blocked because I'm yeah. so short. So whenever I film, I always hold the camera. So it's right, pretty much below my chin, you know, so it's being blocked by my chest. So I figure yeah. any, anything I'm filming, first of all, the picture, the, the glare is not being reflected back on the other people because I'm blocking up my body mm-hmm. and I'm not blocking any more than I'm blocking already with my physical being there's just nothing I can do about. Yeah. And I don't, you know, if, if you ever see any of my videos, you'll see they are not beautifully framed. They do not follow. Sometimes I'm cutting off heads or whatever, because I'm not <laughs> looking at my screen. I yeah. am watching the show. So I am, I know there's a lot of people saying, oh, you're not in the moment. And I, I am in the moment because I'm not doing this professionally. I'm doing this really to preserve the music more than if anything else. I'll be, I was playing those things in the background so I could just yeah. hear the music because it was the only way to hear it. 
Yeah, I yeah. used to hook mine up to my car stereo so I could play them all in there without having to watch them. I could hear the music. And then I also had friends, some of which had actually introduced me to the band, let me knew the band existed, who had not themselves yet been able to be at a show. For mm. distance, David, who started the Facebook group for yeah. one. And so I was able to share this music with people who had no other way of hearing it. Yeah. And had not been able to get, even if, you know, they'd been in the area, the venues at that time were so small that, you know, if you weren't the first hundred people, you weren't going to see it, you know? Mm. So um, I definitely am a fan of that. And uh, my understanding, and I think you have something much more formal than my first conversation with Mike, you have uh, confirmation that they're, that they're cool with it. Yeah, I had a problem back in 2021, 2022, where someone had approached me and said, by the way, I've turned all of your videos into MP3s so that I can listen to the songs. And my first thought was, oh, that might be a problem because that's actually bootlegging the songs and that takes away from the guys when they release actual recorded versions of the songs that person might not then go and buy buy the stuff so I went to the band and said because they were obviously aware of my YouTube account which is Peabody Freak uh, which is where I once you had started posting yours on on Facebook I had a YouTube account and I when I went to my first show I uploaded all of the videos that I shot from that and have just continued to do that from then on. And it's kind of become this place where everybody knows the live shows are like your, you've got your YouTube account now is, uh, no one's you tested yeah, up was Vicky, Vicky Mom. Yeah, uh, Vicky I, Mom just, I, I just started that, I just started that about two years ago because yeah. once again, dinosaur, no idea how that worked until I had to be taught how to do that. <laughs> Yeah, so so we had all of that stuff up there. So I went to the band and said, look, obviously you know my account where people come to see the live shows. I've been told that this is what's happening at the moment. And um, I wanted them to verify whether I should take that, you know, turn it private, take the stuff down or not, because that's people stealing their music. Um, so we had a meeting about that and they agreed that they would like the the videos to stay live. They don't want people to make MP3s out of them, obviously, because that is stealing the music. However, they do want people, they're happy for people to continue to film the shows. Um, and they feel that people watching those shows online is a way of attracting them to possibly want to come to a live show and want to go out and buy the recorded versions of the music rather than just the live versions that they do. That, on, on the video um so they have absolutely no problem with people filming the shows um but again don't re-record -re those audios in place of buying the actual stuff we we implore you go out buy the albums buy the singles watch the videos their official videos on youtube um you know all of that stuff ours if is just the, the band support the grand band yeah yeah band. buy the merchandise but uh, you know, uh, and th there's a lot of people that make merchandise as well. And there's been some questions that people have asked about: Should I be doing this? Will they be annoyed if I show up in a t-shirt that I've made myself? No, they absolutely love all of that stuff. But when you're doing all of that stuff, make sure that you buy one of their official ones as well, so that they're not losing out with with your creativity. They love the creativity, but you also 
get get the official stuff as well because it all helps keep them alive as a band right and um, if you're making your own shirt make it for yourself don't yeah you don't, don't don't sell it because now you're bootlegging <laughs> yeah yeah don't don't sell them keep them for yourself and, and make them fabulous and the guys love seeing all of them so yeah be as creative as you can be there's some people turn up with wonderful crowns and all kinds of fabulous things that they make it's a really creative bunch of fans i know that the guys have dropped the butterfly from the the name but it doesn't mean you can't still wear butterflies <laughs> yeah yeah um that that that's one of the other things that I was going to say as well is about the, the the live shows. Those live videos that people shoot actually help those people who can't get to the live shows that can never get to the live. Some people are housebound. Some people are unable to travel to the States where they're actually doing the shows. Um, but that's the other thing I wanted to touch on is every time they announce a tour, everybody then replies with a whole list of places that they want them to come. And that's great because it, it gives them the idea of where the demand is. But if they don't or they haven't been to you yet, please don't get upset with them because they're trying to make their way across the US and the rest of the world, actually, <laughs> as, quick, as quickly as they possibly can. And they want to go everywhere. They just they can't do it all in one tour. And obviously they've got families and, and kids and stuff like that. So it's important that they, they're not away from home for extremely long lengths of time. So they do it in shorter blocks to make sure that they've got that. And they all have other things they do. The band yeah. is not their only thing. Mike acts and, yeah. you know, Matt's got Blondie. Yeah. And he also plays a lot in New York with various other groups. Every once in a while, you'll show up in a club yeah. and there's Matt. He, he's uh, playing yeah, along. Peter does and, as well. He does and, DJing and all kinds of stuff outside yes, of the band. So, yeah. And Peter got, as well. And and he's also got, you know, exclamation pony. So, so yeah, um, they, they, they're trying to get across the country as, as fast as they can. And uh, they have some more dates they're going to be working on that are going to be announced at some point in the next few months, I believe. Um, so let's keep our fingers crossed that they're coming to a town near you. Um, yes. But yeah, that's... They're moving uh, fast across the country, as fast as they can, anyway. Um, oh, I have one final thing, uh, which is a fact check. Um, something that we said in one of our earlier episodes um, that I then went away and found the information and can either correct or confirm what, what we said. So I had said something and then you questioned it and it turns out you were correct. So, Ooh, and I was it. wrong. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. <laughs> so so um, mark it on your, everybody mark that on your calendars. I was yes. correct this time. <laughs> so, it's a rare occurrence. Yes. Um, tour manager, Dan, he was, um, I think the thing that I had said is that they met him the first time they ever did a gig at the LPR, which is La Pousson Rouge in New York. He was, the, the correct fact is, and we knew this already, is that Dan was the head of sound at LPR. He was the front of house sound technician. He was in charge of that whole sound department. And they did a gig there and that's where they met him and that he became their tour manager. And I had said they met him at that first show they ever did but you questioned whether it was the first show or not and it turns out it was the 
second show that they met him at, which was the the double whammy in May 2022, not the 2019 one, which was pre-pandemic. I don't know whether he worked there or not back then, but they met him in 2022. So well done, Deborah. You were correct in your findings. Um, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with Dan. Um, I love him and he hates me. No, he doesn't really. He, he he doesn't really at all. Um, he, he probably gets a little bit tired of me showing up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we will be best friends one day, won't we, bestie? That's what I call him. He's best. He's my bestie. <laughs> he's really not. Um, but yeah, that is everything I know about live shows. What about you? Have you got any more questions or any other things that? Um, you thought might be worth us mentioning when talking about their live shows? No, uh, I think we covered quite a bit, but I would like if anybody uh, else who's listening would like to chime in with their thoughts, mm. uh, favorite moments, anything like that, if they can send us a voice memo, maybe we can include that in a uh, upcoming show. But I, I'd love to hear, you know, this is a podcast by fans for fans. So let's hear from some of the other fans. Yeah, send us some stuff in. I'm sure from these last three dates that they did, there were some really hilarious, fun moments in the shows. So surely people in the audience uh, that are listening to this will remember those and want to talk about them. So yeah, send us in those voice memos and we will try to include you in an upcoming episode. Um, But for now, Thank you very, very much for listening, everybody. And we will be back in a few weeks with another, either an interview or a deep dive on a song. Um, it's going to be fun and it's going to be exciting. And um, I'm going to let you go so you can go and cuddle your grandson a little bit more. That's right. I have to go. Yes. Um, Wonderful. Baby fever. <laughs> Yes, yes, indeed. Well, thank you very much uh, for listening, everybody, uh, once again. And thank you for hanging out with me, Deborah. All right. Thanks for hanging out with me, Karen. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Come and Talk to Me, a podcast written and produced by myself, Peabody Freak, and Vicky Mom. We'd like to thank PG Bricks for the use of her wonderful image on the front cover of our podcast and Acast for hosting us on their platform. 